0: Today's episode is about leading through anxiety. A few months ago, I listened to a great sermon by Ben Stewart. He pastors a church in Washington, DC, and his message was about anxiety. He said, for many of us, our problems aren't the problem. It's our anxiety about our problems that's the problem. You can do that through becoming a part of this community on Instagram, my website, bestyoucanbe.com, or by subscribing and leaving helpful comments. Anxiety and I have personally had a bit of a bumpy relationship and never really gotten along. So it's with the utmost humility that I'm going to share with you today some foundational understandings of anxiety that can help us stop letting it get in the way of our capacity to lead other people and our potential to make a difference. So let's start off with one of my favorite introductory disclaimers, if you will. I personally believe that you have all the potential you already need. We just need to work together to take an inventory of all the different puzzle pieces at play. So what that means is putting in the effort and doing the dirty work to be honest with ourselves and see our weaknesses in broad daylight so that we have some things to work on and be aware of. That also means intentionally putting ourselves in environments and seizing opportunities to let our strengths shine and run free and do their thing. It also means developing some good habits and developing the discipline to not let things get in our way of leading others to reach their potential so in this podcast community leadership is not a cookie cutter thing and oftentimes it's not the big showy thing either it's not always the most followers or doing what's popular what it is though is serving others and positively impacting their hearts their minds and their lives I just wanted to start today with a reminder of that big picture because you have people in your life right now that need to benefit from your leadership. We all do. We all have a network of friends, family, coworkers, peers, and everything in between that we have been gifted the opportunity to pour into. That's some pretty incredible stuff and what a blessing that we have that. But what about when things get in the way? What about when things negatively impact our personal or professional lives so much so that it just makes us too overwhelmed to reach out to others? Or it makes us too overwhelmed to think about others? What if we are stressed, nervous, unhappy, anxious, or simply can't get through our to-do list fast enough? For many of us, and I definitely include myself in this, that feeling of paralyzing overwhelm or crippling anxiety is all too familiar. But here's the good news. If you are listening to this podcast and wanting to grow in your leadership, your anxiety doesn't need to continue playing an active role. But it probably will pop up at some point in your leadership development journey if it hasn't already. I was actually reading an article by the American Association for Physician Leadership, and it said, ultimately, anxiety comes with the job of being a leader. The process of managing it can make you stronger more empathetic, and more effective. Ultimately, anxiety comes with the job of being a leader. The process of managing it can make you stronger, more empathetic, and more effective. So that's some pretty good news if you ask me, and I also think it's just comforting to keep in mind that this is something we should expect, especially If we're the ones trying to push past our comfort zones, if we're the ones trying to learn to lead by example, reach out to serve others and take initiative in things, then it's normal for our brains to occasionally have a moment of, you know, whoa, hold your horses there. This is a little bit too much and I'm going to start freaking out and make you have anxiety. Most of us aren't wired to love that kind of change. Something else I was reading was from the Anxiety and Depression Association of America. And it said, stress is a response to a threat in a situation. Anxiety is a reaction to the stress. One more time. Stress is a response to a threat in a situation. Anxiety is a reaction to the stress. If you remember in our episode with Dr. Cook, Dr. Tanda Cook, she encouraged us all to view stress as sometimes a good thing or maybe even a great thing so she gave us the example of if a tree doesn't experience the stress of wind trying to blow it this way or that way while it's trying to grow tall and strong then it will not grow tall and strong it will be weak flimsy and probably die early without that stress of the wind pushing upon it humans are pretty similar in my view So some of my most stressful seasons have taught me invaluable lessons and forced me to confront and address some weaknesses of mine. And ultimately, that stress has made me more resilient. And I'm sure that some of your experiences have been similar. But anxiety is just one step further. Anxiety is that reaction to the stress and a fear of what could happen. Sometimes the fear is perfectly justified. And sometimes it's pretty out there. I definitely want to encourage you by saying that no bad habit and no negative season in your life is ever wasted. I'm a firm believer that the greatest ups and the greatest downs can all lead to ways for you and me to better relate to other people who might need to be loved on down the road when they go through something similar. Hey, you guys, I'm just gonna quickly hit the pause button on this to just say thank you to everybody who has left a star rating and a comment review for the podcast. It truly makes such a significant impact on expanding our ability to reach more young women and encourage them in their confidence, their leadership, their personal journeys. So it truly means the world to me. Each and every review, I love it and I'm so thankful. And if you haven't gotten the chance to do that yet, this is just your friendly reminder that it is something that I would be so grateful from the very bottom of my heart. That is not an understatement. And let's keep going. But it's that anxiety that just does not make any sense and isn't rooted in any reality that's going to put a cap on not just your ability to live your life, but also your ability to pour into the lives of those around you. So that is what we're going to focus on today. We're going to look into changing the way we view anxiety to be more of a roadblock that we need to avoid rather than something unavoidable that we just can't do anything about. I'm also excited to share a great exercise that I have done personally to help put some better steps into place next time we start to feel the overwhelm creep in. I've been mentioning so far this connection between unjustified anxiety and putting a cap on your ability to lead but I want to explain it for you and break down what I mean. We all express our anxiety differently. So one of the ways it can show up is looking like a mind that is just totally distracted. You know, you're focused on the fear on the nervousness and not on your job or your family or what you hoped to accomplish today. In other words, you just can't concentrate. It can also show up like you're just paralyzed. The fear is so overwhelming that it overtakes your ability to just simply put one foot in front of the other. And I'm personally pretty familiar with this feeling, and it is not a particularly comfortable one. I'm by no means trying to cover the you know, medical textbook broad scope of definitions and symptoms, but it's when it passes a certain point that it just begins to run your life and rob you of your ability to lead and your ability to interact and show up like your normal self and think thoughtfully about what you can do for others. Anxiety will drain your energy and just so many more things like that. And in my view, those things directly impact your leadership. Anxiety directly impacts your leadership. So going back to Ben Stewart's sermon, he shared an exercise that I have personally walked myself through and I really want to share it with you. Every morning, he opens up to a new page in his journal and asks himself, How am I feeling today? How am I feeling today? Tired. Why am I feeling tired? Because I couldn't fall asleep last night. Why couldn't I fall asleep last night? Because I was super nervous about the test that I have this week. Why? Because if I don't do well, my parents will be disappointed. Why will they be disappointed? And then after enough why iterations, you're at the point where this exercise is maybe just showing you just how irrational your fears are because, well, honestly, my parents have never been disappointed in me before for just one bad test. And I've also studied pretty hard all semester, so history shows I shouldn't totally fail. And maybe I'm just worried that I'll disappoint myself because maybe my priorities are a little out of alignment and I might be holding my performance on a bit of a pedestal. Hmm. Wow. That's interesting. Right? So we get to this point where we get to reframe how it is that we're feeling. And then we get to rephrase the question to ourselves. You know, at the end of that, you can ask yourself again, how am I feeling today? And with our example, it would be something like, I'm feeling tired, but... I'm ready to tackle the day and I'm ready to just take one step towards not stressing myself out about grades more than I reasonably should. And I'm excited about being okay with the outcome of this test no matter what. I hope that this is making sense and that you're able to see the difference that once you go through this exercise, you just come away with a much better perspective and you actually have some action items because it shows us where we're maybe misprioritizing or where we're maybe just not seeing things from a logical truth rooted perspective. So Ben Stewart does this every morning before he even starts his day. And he starts his day that way so that the odds are stacked in his favor that he won't get anxious as he goes about the rest of the day. For those of you wanting to listen to the full sermon, it's great. And I'm linking it in the show notes. So be sure to give it a listen. It's super simple, but so revealing and so powerful. And it's ultimately about getting to a place of surrender. I actually experienced this just yesterday, funny enough, I was getting myself all wrapped up about something and it was in the most exacerbated tone that I asked Drew, how am I supposed to stop being anxious about this? And he simply said, surrender it, pray about it. There's really nothing like those moments when you think the world is literally about to crash and burn around you and then someone just says super calmly, the person. Perfect solution to all your problems that happens to be really simple. But I took his advice and I felt a lot better. And I was then able to focus and make some forward motion after I just surrendered things. Another exercise that I really enjoy is another question to ask yourself. And it's just, is this what happened? And then after you ask yourself, is this what happened? Out loud, if you need to, you get to tell yourself that is not what happened. That, meaning what it is that you're anxious about potentially happening, that is not what happened. This is what happened. Or redone a little bit, you could say something like, that hasn't happened. To bring yourself back to the present moment and to stop yourself in your tracks of worrying about the future. There are so many different options, but those are my two go-to exercises that I've really enjoyed implementing. Also, not an exercise, but more of a phrase that has just always stuck with me is, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. You all know that I went to a military school for college and you better believe the stress was really real at times. I remember in the very beginning during the freshman year, you'd have to learn how to work calmly under stress. So, for example, you might be given a big pile of white shirts to fold in a really specific way. They had to be folded in this, you know, perfect way. And you had to do it in a certain amount of time while you're being yelled at, just, just to make it a stressful occasion and in a distracting environment. And a lot of times, because we were really new to it, we kind of freak out a little bit, right? Like sensory overload with so many things going on at once. But one of the instructors gave us this advice that really stuck with me. Slow is smooth, and smooth is fast. What that means is that when anxiety hits and our brains are jumping from one thing to the next and tons of stuff is going on all at once, it seems counterintuitive to slow down. But if we can just slow down a little bit, then things will go more smoothly. We won't mess up as much. We won't have to redo anything or start over. And because of that, we actually end up going a lot faster. So do I find myself needing to use this when I'm folding shirts anymore? No, but I do remind myself of this all the time with all sorts of things in my day-to-day. To wrap things up, I just really want to encourage you that if you struggle with anxiety and you want to be a leader, you can do both. The anxiety you're walking through right now will only help you encourage other people down the road and better understand what they're going through. If you let it, your difficulties with anxiety can even teach you valuable lessons about yourself that you might not learn otherwise. But still, your anxiety does not have to stick with you so much so that it continues getting in your way. It doesn't have to keep ruining your days, causing sleepless nights, or keeping you from fulfilling your potential. A good leader is others-focused, and usually a steadying presence rather than a stress-inducing one. A good leader looks to fill a need. And all of these leadership traits require a certain focus on service and energy put into personal growth. And when we allow anxiety to take our driver's seat, that just doesn't contribute to any of these. Even on the hardest days, sometimes the best, most amazing thing we can do is just put one foot in front of the other, surrender the outcome, and be grateful for this incredible leadership development journey that we're all on. I, for one, am super thankful that you're diving deeper into all aspects of your leadership because our world needs more leadership and we definitely need yours. Thanks so much for joining me on the Best You Can Be Leadership Podcast. If you are as excited as I am about diving into our potential and stepping into the very best versions of ourselves, then follow me on Instagram at bestyoucanbe and don't be afraid to send me a message. You can also visit bestyoucanbe.com and fill out a contact me form. I can't wait to meet you. In this episode, I've stuck my hand out to introduce myself to you, but go ahead and do the same for me. Tell me who you are, what your story is, and what you would like to see most in lessons to apply to your leadership experiences. Until next episode, keep going, keep growing, and keep becoming the best you can be.